Stay Doomed is part of the IWEP Podcast Network. Good evening, grave robbers, and welcome back to the television graveyard. We are your TV necromancers, Lara Prince and Noah Woolahan. We have come here tonight to slam because we want to jam. Because it's Razzimon! Razzimon! With me, as always, is TV's Noah Holohan. This seems awfully familiar. Uh, yes, we are doing Space Jam, a new legacy. Yes, so we are week two of Razzie Month. We have completed Diana, and now we're on to Space Jam, a new legacy. Woo! You gonna pour one out? Yeah, let's go ahead and just pour one out. Uh, I have the Michael B. Jordan. The Michael B. Jordan. It is a fantastic cocktail. It is the greatest cocktail made of the finest spirits. It's a can of seltzer. It's because they build up that Michael Jordan yeah. reveal and then it's Michael B. Jordan. Uh, I'm also eating Reese's Pieces, which were product placement from a better movie called E.T. Oh, yeah. But there's so much product placement that I had to get some product placement in here. Eat Reese's Pieces. We're not getting paid for that. You couldn't You couldn't be drinking a beatbox? Beatbox! Brought to you by Reese's Pieces. <laughs> no, we're never going to get that sponsorship. Uh, I have the corporate nostalgia. See... I was trying to think, what's one of my favorite drinks? And when I first started drinking, I would drink Coke and Malibu. Okay. So I made myself a Coke and Malibu. And then I watered it down with just water. And now it's not great. It resembles the thing I like and kind of reminds me of the thing I want. But it's not good. Guess how we feel about this movie. <laughs> we open like we did last time on a flashback of the young basketball star. I love that you started with that because I want to stress, I'm sorry you're going to hear this phrase a lot, but it's going to be a lot of in the original Space Jam and a lot of people went into this movie. This is probably my earliest rant ever. <laughs> a lot of people went into this movie like, well, I, if you don't like the new Space Jam, I got news for you. The old Space Jam wasn't good either. Every moment of this movie, I'm like, wow, the original Space Jam was actually pretty good. <laughs> and I want to point out, uh, this is not nostalgic. We watched Space Jam recently as adults. Yeah. Because <laughs> we open on a young uh, LeBron James. And we opened in the original on a young Michael Jordan. Yeah. And it is an amazing little scene of Michael Jordan and his dad. And I believe I can fly is playing. Yeah. As he's practicing basketball in his backyard and his father supports him. We start this movie with young LeBron James and Ghetto Superstar is playing. Yeah, like it's not even an original song to the film. It's more of a, uh, a Mr. Sandman establishing. Mm-hmm. Like it's supposed to tell you this is 1998. Yes. I know it was 1998 off the top of my head because it was the year I was allowed to watch MTV. 
Oh, really? There was one su- one golden summer before my parents watched MTV, where I was allowed to watch it, and I watched Total Request every single day. Oh, I was a big TRL guy. Yeah. Uh, I think this was before it was live, even. like It was just Total Request? Yeah, and then, like, I used to love Say What... Oh, yeah. Say what? Karaoke? Oh, yeah. And so there was this one golden summer where I was allowed to watch MTV before my parents were like, what are you watching? (laughs) So that's why I am weirdly well-versed in music from the summer of 1998. (laughs) We'll have to add to the crowdfund crypt a uh, nostalgia MTV roundtable. Oh, good. So I can talk about that one summer. That one summer. (laughs) That one golden summer. Uh, LeBron James shows up to practice, or a game of basketball. Yeah. And his friend gives him a Game Boy to play with. And in it is one of my favorite video games of all time. Oh, yeah? He starts playing Bugs Bunny's Crazy Castle. And if you've watched the Angry Video Game Nerd, he'll tell you it's the worst game ever. It's a great game. It's not your standard platformer, but it's a great game, and I love it. So shut up, Angry Video Game Nerd, and shut up LeBron James, because the messaging in this movie sucks. Yeah. And then, like, so he's playing Crazy Castle. Mm Mm-hmm. And, oh, there's also a point where his mom can't go to his game. Right. Because she's working, but, like, she's still a loving present, so it's still a parent moment. Yeah. Uh, it's 1998, Akron, Ohio. I was really proud of myself that I got 1998 right, and I got the confirmation in my notes, and I was real proud. <laughs> and, like, he gets yelled at that he doesn't have time to play video games by his coach. Mm-hmm. And then we go to present day. Yeah, so the messaging here is Bugs Bunny almost ruined LeBron James. Yeah. He chose basketball over video games starring Bugs Bunny. Yeah. So they should really be at odds, Bugs and LeBron James. Remember that going forward. So we get to the present day, and it's LeBron's two sons, Dom and the other one, who... Yes. We don't... (laughs) I'm going to be honest. He has two sons, a wife, and a daughter... And one son, the daughter, and the wife, I could not tell you what their first names are. Nope. Is it actually them? No. They're actors. Yes. Okay. Sonequa Martin-Green as Camilla James, LeBron's wife. Camilla is a fictionalized version of Savannah James, his real wife. Mm -hmm. So yes, um, they are fictionalized versions of his real family played by actors. Gotcha. So we never learn... I, I just learned her name. Yeah. By reading the Wikipedia. They are so not important characters in this story. They really aren't. Uh, any more than Michael Jordan's wife and kids were in the first one. They, I, well, no, you know what? We got that scene in the house. Yeah. When they had to go get the socks. Mm-hmm. Or the lucky shorts. The lucky shorts and stuff, yeah. And we get like the little cute 90s chase scene with a dog. Yeah. And we don't get any scene that charming with the family. Yeah. To once again... Compare this film to the original Space Jam. We join adult Michael Jordan at the low point of his life. Yeah. We join Michael Jordan when he's playing baseball and failing at it. Yeah. We are joining LeBron James at his maximum being fellated by everybody. 
Yes. So immediately, I hate LeBron James. We also, when we're meeting him, his sons are playing basketball. And the younger one isn't really taking it as seriously because he wants to be working on the video game he's building. Yes. And so we immediately come in on LeBron bullying his younger son for being a nerd. Yeah. And, like, also for not playing basketball correctly. Yeah, for like, not taking it seriously enough at their house on a random day. Yeah, it, he's literally yelling at his son for doing the thing Michael Jordan does as a child in the first movie. This is insanity! How did this happen? So then, like, LeBron's wife calls him out for pushing on their son too hard. Their son's name is Dom, the one we know, the younger one. And we get a little scene of LeBron trying to talk to his son. Yes. And his son has built a video game that he's live streaming. Yes. An incredibly successful live stream for, what, a 13-year-old? For a third... As someone who's been streaming on Twitch for (laughs) four years, averaging eight viewers... The idea that this kid made a video game and then streams to an audience of thousands is insanity. I mean, have you considered being the child of someone famous? I haven't. (laughs) I have not considered that. But he has this cool video game that he's designed himself. And then LeBron manages to hit a glitch. Yes. That deletes, like, the entire game. Yeah, it's and it's the move that he's trying to teach his son earlier. Yeah. And it's the very intense move of crossover dribble, step back, shoot. Yeah, this is the Chekhov's kid basketball move. But like, again, I want to talk about the messaging here. This is a move that he was pushing on his son. Mm Mm-hmm. And then his son does it in a video game he cares about, and it destroys it. Yeah. So, like, once again, basketball conquers video games. Do we hate video games? Is that how we're supposed to feel inside? I don't know. So, then we get a scene where we meet our villain. Yes. Al G. Rhythm. Al G. Rhythm. As played by Don Cheadle. Yes, originally played by Terrence Howard, but he was replaced by Don Cheadle. He wanted too much money. Yeah, so they have Don Cheadle in here. And Don Cheadle, (laughs) Al G. Rhythm, and his, like, annoying, Clippy-esque cartoon friend... Yes. ...have this plan that Al G. Rhythm... Doesn't give any credit for all the things that he does. He basically comes up with ideas for Warner Brothers. Pause. Yeah. The plot of this movie (laughs) is that Warner Brothers pictures are written by soulless computers. Yeah. Why would... What would... What a self-dunk. (laughs) Like, could you imagine telling on yourself like this? Yeah, that's... (laughs) Like, we're already in a place where 
all movies are this garbage formulaic algorithm. Why would you just tell us that's what you're doing? So the algorithm chooses LeBron because he's a family man and an entrepreneur. Yes. And then calls up the agent character who is played by Sarah Silverman. Yes, Sarah Sarah Silverman totally wasted in this film. Absolutely. She's, you'd think you're going to see Sarah Silverman. You're like, oh, Sarah Silverman's in this. She's going to have like some good bits. You'd be wrong. No, she barely has any lines. But Al Rhythm believes that LeBron is the biggest star, so he wants to scan him into the movies, and he wouldn't even have to act. They were just going to, like, copy and paste him into stuff. They were going to Luke Skywalker him. Yeah, and this idea would not work unless they had LeBron James. Yeah. Laura, it is time. For a surprise game show. Oh, no. It is time. I hate you. For Can You Beat Al G Rhythm? Laura, I have pulled up the 20 most famous people of 2022. Okay. Can you give me someone more famous than LeBron James that, and thus would make more sense to be the lead of this movie. The Rock. According to Algae Rhythm's own logic. The Rock. The Rock is the number one answer. <laughs> the number one answer. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. D- could you imagine Space Slam? Noah. A new le- <laughs> Like, it's such a better movie. I know. Guys, you can't see it, but Noah has this shining look of hope in his face. <laughs> and it's just like... Kind of endearing. <laughs> That's the movie Noah wished this was so yeah. bad of pro wrestling Space Jam. Space Slam. It's right there. Where's LeBron? LeBron James is number five. Oh, okay. So he's actually way higher than I thought. Uh, the the people that are better than LeBron James to be in this movie, according to Algie Rhythm's own Logic would be Jeffrey Bezos. You did it! Elon Musk. Oh, God. Joe Biden. And The Rock. All right, I feel really good about getting The Rock on the first (laughs) guess when the rest of them were not entertainers. (laughs) Like, Jeffrey Bezos is not an entertainer in any way. Congratulations, Laura. You have beaten Algie Rhythm at his own game. And it took us three minutes. It will take LeBron James two hours. So, uh, LeBron and his son and his brother? Oh, his childhood friend. Yeah. The the Newman character. The Newman character. Yeah, he's like the assistant, but he has zero personality and is completely unmet. He does almost nothing. Yeah. It's not even like he's one of those like helper characters that like moves the plot along. This character I, like I don't know if this man's a good actor because he doesn't get to do anything. Mm-hmm. Uh now LeBron James walks out on this deal because it's too easy cuz he's all about that hard work. Yeah. Because he's LeBron James, and the idea of being scanned and not having to work for it uh, is against his morals. And then I scream, then why didn't you take an acting class, you pompous jackass? 
Oh, uh, Noah doesn't care for LeBron's performance in this. No. And you know what? I liked LeBron James in Trainwreck. Yeah. I, I just, I forgot that was him. Yeah. Oh, he's really good in Trainwreck. He's really good in Trainwreck. Oh, he's really charming and funny in Trainwreck. Yeah. He is neither of those things in this film. Well, here's the thing. There's an old saying uh, in wrestling that Ric Flair could have a good wrestling match with a broom. And that's because Ric Flair is so talented that he could make a broom look good. The, the performance of LeBron James in Trainwreck just shows you how amazing Bill Hader is. You will get no arguments from me. <laughs> like, Bill Hader is so funny. He makes LeBron James look like a good actor. Like, I have a very staunchly pro-Bill Hader agenda on this. And we don't... Bill Hader's too successful and we don't talk about him much because he's never been in a thing that's failed. Yeah. You know why? Because he's great. Because he's great. I, I think this is the greatest compliment I've ever given out. <laughs> Bill Hader is such a good actor He made LeBron James look good You're welcome Bill Hader Yeah, You can buy that as a t-shirt along with uh, good, You are wrong parfait and, and good wives don't pee <laughs> Prince Charles And Matt Pat is everything I hate about myself <laughs> So they walk out of this And this leads to a fight between Dom and LeBron James And Dom reveals he doesn't want to go to basketball it's camp. He wants to go to E3 camp, which is not a thing, but it'll help him no learn knows. about No one knows. He would have games. looked. Yeah, I would have been there. And We have to remember, this is a kid with endless financial resource. Yeah. So, like, if there was an E3 prestige programming camp, mm-hmm. he'd be one of the people who actually got to go on. Oh, absolutely. Uh, the elevator tricks them into going into the basement. Which is the server room. Which is the server room. Where they are then troned into the computer. Yes. <laughs> Causing LeBron James in his amazing acting to go. We're in the computer? Dad. You know I'm claustrophobic. Dad, t- How do we get out of here? Dad. Where's the elevators? Dad. Hey Siri, you let us out of here please? Siri. Nothing this man does is convincing. Because then Al takes Dom, LeBron's son, yes. and they make the deal that has to be made for there to be a basketball game. Out of nowhere, just kind of goes, we're going to play a basketball game. And if you win, I'll let you go. But if me and your son win, you have to be in my movies? Remember the first one? Yeah. The whole point was Bugs tricks uh, the aliens into thinking that they have to have some sort of competition for their freedom. Like, that's the law. And then they pick basketball because they're short. Because the nerd lucks are tiny. Yeah. Like, part of the joke is that it's stupid. Yeah. Algorithm is supposed to be the smartest AI in existence. And you went up to LeBron James and challenged him to basketball? Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. Run. Why are you worried about the authorities when you should be out there looking for a team? Pete, send this clown to the rejects. And he goes to Looney Town. Yeah, he goes to Toonland. But he falls through uh, Wizard of Oz, The Matrix, and Harry Potter. Yes, and Casablanca. 
He doesn't get to Casablanca yet. The, he goes by it. Oh, he goes by it. Yeah, but yeah. We spend time there later, so I didn't yeah. really mention that one. Um, because he's falling through the Warner Brothers server verse. Yes, they're just buckets of IP. Yeah. Um, and then he gets to Toonland, and we notice a big difference immediately. LeBron is animated. Yes, they immediately make him into a cartoon. Unlike Michael Jordan, who was live action in Toonland. Yeah. Because he could act a little better. Yeah, my 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 thesis for this is LeBron James ruined this movie. Like, I honestly believe there was a good movie underneath this. And uh, it's being ruined by LeBron James. So I think they just cut him out of stuff. Yeah. Like, I would not be surprised if the plan was to do it like last time. And they're like, it's so much easier if we just draw him. Like, yeah. We can try to fix ADR easier than we can his robotic movements. So there he meets Bugs Bunny, and that's the only person left in Toontown. Yeah. Because Algae Rhythm rolled in and basically explained that nobody likes looniness anymore and offered them jobs elsewhere. Algae Rhythm is not a cartoon in the scene. No. Like, they just immediately contradict the universe they're creating. Because Don Cheadle can act. <laughs> mm. So they're, they've all taken other positions in the Warner Brothers IP. Yes. LeBron explains to Bugs Bunny uh, that... He needs to build a team. or and, and Bugs recaps. You need to build a team so you can win your freedom from some invader in a basketball game? Sounds awfully familiar. So they're referencing the fact that Space Jam did happen. Which is confusing. <laughs> and dumb. It's also important to point out that in the original Space Jam, the Looney Tunes need help from Michael Jordan because he's a basketball player. Yes. So that they can win a basketball game. Yes. In this movie, basketball player LeBron James needs help from a cartoon rabbit to play the game that he's the greatest at. Yes. What a, Like, it's... It's such an easy premise. How can you do so much backwards? <laughs> yeah, it's bad. I just, I don't understand how we got here. <sighs> so then, LeBron James and Bugs Bunny basically have a plan because they steal Marvin the Martian's, uh, Spaceship. They're going to fly around the serververse picking up people to join the team. Yeah, and LeBron has a wish list. LeBron has a great wish list. Uh, he wants Superman first. Yeah. They, they go through the Harry Potter universe real quick, and LeBron mentions being a Hufflepuff. Is that Harry Potter world? Awesome. Hufflepuff? I know it. We don't get a whole scene, but he's like, I'm a Hufflepuff. Yay. LeBron James would not be a Hufflepuff. 
They're unafraid of toil, and his whole thing is work ethic. That Slytherin son of a gun is ambitious. You you want to talk to me about LeBron James and loyalty? <laughs> is that what you want to do right now? No. I was just I don't even want to talk about Space Jam. I, I genuinely don't. <laughs> So they go to DC World, and uh, here uh, we come across uh, Daffy Duck and Porky Pig, who are stealing a train so that they could then save the train. Yeah, and it's in the 90s, like, Paul Dini style, which I do like. Yes, yes. It looks like Superman, the animated series, Uh, because he's Super Duck, not Duck Dodgers. Because that would be a thing people would want to see. Uh, it, and Bugs is Batman and LeBron is Robin. And LeBron's is Robin, yes. They end up with the plan going wrong and the actual superheroes have to show up. And uh, in this, LeBron, like, kills Batman. Like, there's a, a, some sort of accident where, like, he injures Batman. And I was like, LeBron James just injured Batman. I'm out. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm out. But that is how we get Porky Pig and Daffy Duck on the team. Yeah. Uh, Then we get... Then we get to Mad Max. Yes. Which... For kids. It is great. Oh, it's a fun bit. <laughs> Seeing Wiley e. Coyote hold up a sign that, that says, says witness, witness me. Loved it. Oh, yeah, I liked this part. <laughs> yes. And I you I know you haven't seen this movie. This is a movie we need to we need to correct that cuz this movie is incredible. I love this movie. But if LeBron James is a cartoon in the Looney Tune universe, why aren't the cartoons real in Mad Max. So anyway, they get Wile E. Coyote and the Roadrunner. And then they go to Austin Powers World. You know, for kids. What was that? When was the last Austin Powers movie released, Noah? What a great question. I know that there was supposed to be a fourth one. But was there? There wasn't. No, okay, so when was the last Austin Powers movie released? Uh, I can tell you the date. Please do. August 18th, 2003. I was at band camp. And one day after band camp, I went to see Goldmember. One day? At band camp? I went to see an Austin... Shut up! (laughs) That's not a thing! So, 2003. So if you were born the day that movie came out, You are 18 years old when Space Jam A New Legacy comes out. Yeah. You were just now old enough to see Austin Powers. No, that was PG-13. Oh, was it? Yeah, my parents made mistakes. Oh, I know. I watched the first one 11 times before my parents caught me. That was the year after the MTV incident. Uh, I know when the first one came out. May 99. May 99. uh, My parents had a fight. (laughs) No, wait. The first one came out in 97. 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. my. I was in seventh grade. I grew up neglected. <laughs> uh, and uh, my parents got into a fight. And my mom was like, I'm taking the kids. We're seeing a movie. And the only movie playing, because we had a one-screen theater in town, was playing Austin Powers. So you would have been 12 when this happened? Ah, and I thought it was the greatest movie I'd ever see. (laughs) Yeah, I remember. So I would have been nine when I saw the first? No, because I watched it on VHS, so I would have been 10, because it would have been the next year. Yeah. Um, And I watched it 11 times on VHS, and then my dad watched it, and then the VHS disappeared. Greetings to all of our younger fans who are hearing very confusing words like VHS and one screen movie theater right now. Right. Crunch. Uh, So at Austin Powers, they pick up uh, Elmer Fudd. And Sylvester. And Sylvester. Because Sylvester is Mr. Bigglesworth and Elmer Fudd is Minnie-Me. Then uh, they go to Casablanca. For kids. When did Casablanca come out? Uh, 1942. 1942. Yes. So people getting this reference are in their 90s. I mean, Casablanca is in, is iconic. Yeah, I know. I'm kidding. But it's also, like, it's not a movie that kids, like, it's not a kids movie. It's not a family movie. It's it, one of the greatest movies of all time. But I'm not even sure kids' cartoons still do, like, the play it again, Sam. Yeah. Which is not the line. Which is not the line. I know it's not the line, but that's what a kid's movie says. Uh, I just, I find it interesting that we do not go to the Wizard of Oz world. But or we, Harry Potter, really. Or Harry Potter. But we, like, let's go to Casablanca and pick up Yosemite Sam. Uh, Rick and Morty show up and throw uh, Taz at the spaceship. And they're like, here, take your thing. We're sick of this thing. Uh... We then go to the Matrix world, which I hated, I hated the new Matrix movie, but that's a whole other bag of hammers. No, it's the same bag of hammers. <laughs> it is taking a property that should not have had a sequel and giving it a sequel. So we revisit that and we pick up Granny. She's the Oracle and Speedy is with her and he does bullet time. Yes. Uh, you also missed that we were in Game of Thrones. For kids! Did we go to Game of Thrones? Foghorn Leghorn's Daenerys Targaryen. Oh, right. Why? Uh-uh. <sighs> this, this is all just so, so infuriating. And then we go back where we started, back to DC, and we Be- go... Before we go into that, I just want to stress this. At this point, LeBron James is like... We didn't pick up any basketball players. Yeah. And Bugs is like, we'll be fine. Trust me. I I know a basketball player. We'll go pick her up. It'll be great. LeBron James has to play this game to get his son back. Bugs Bunny does not care. No, because now he has what he... Bugs Bunny has what he wants now. I propose that there is a cut plot from this film that LeBron James was not a good enough actor to conclude in this film. There is a running theme through this about family. Bugs Bunny is actually doing the thing that LeBron is failing to do. Anything and everything to get his family back. Yeah. 
And Bugs oh my Bu- God. So Bugs Bunny's the hero. Yeah, Bugs, like, Bugs Bunny is legitimately just manipulating LeBron James to get his family back, which is a horrible thing. Like, it's, it's a bad thing. And Bugs should have to repent for this thing because he's acting selfishly. And he will. And that will be a great moment if this plot was included. But it's not. Because I'm guessing they couldn't get a scene with LeBron being like, this is my family and you're ruining it, Bugs. So the plan now that Bugs Bunny is hatching, this scheme, is to get Lola. Yes. Who is in... Wonder Woman world, which is separate from DC world. Yeah, she's at Thermoskira, which is... Yes. I think in the beginning, they're explicitly, supposedly Metropolis. Well, I th- they're definitely different genre, because I think this is supposed to be a comic book. Yes. Versus the, like, Batman animated series look of the other place. Which I think Wonder Woman was in. Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> but this one is, like... Everything kind of breaks into panels. But instead of becoming a different character, Lola is an Amazon trainee and she's taking her trials to become an Amazon warrior. Yes. And like you get the idea that she's worked very long and hard to get here. Mm -hmm. And this is like the pinnacle. This is the big moment. This is going to be the make or break. Will she become an Amazon? Yes. Bugs Bunny comes up to ruin it. I'm furious by the end of the scene. <laughs> I'm genuinely so angry. Because Bugs just like tries to follow her through the trial. And then almost gets himself killed. And then she has to save him. Yes. But she just runs out of time. Mm-hmm. And this is after she's done like a bunch of cool stuff. Yeah. Uh, my notes are, one, uh, the Wonder Woman theme is... One of the greatest superhero themes. Yeah. Uh, two, uh, at one point they yell... This is LeBron James. How often do you get to play with an NBA superstar? Been there, done that. Once again, they're implying Space Jam did happen, but not acknowledging it. Uh, and three, after Lola fails her challenge, she goes up to Wonder Woman and goes, Princess Diana. And I go... Hmm. You did. You absolutely did. (laughs) Oh, right. We're not back there. But she goes to Princess Diana in shame. (laughs) Like, I've run out of time, princess. Like, she goes ready to essentially slink off in disgrace. But then uh, Diana, Princess Diana, (laughs) bestows the title of Amazon onto her. Yes. Because she stopped her trial to save a life. Uh, and then I have, oh, I guess Bugs ruined everyone's life for his own selfishness. Yeah. It's it's very, very confusing. Because this is Lola's establishing moment, and this is the most we ever see Lola do that is cool. Uh, I also have a note. I'm not sure if it happens in this scene or the next scene. Yeah. Lola says something like, I will help you deliver justice to the one they call Algae. A name that no one has ever spoken to. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if she says it in the, the training montage or if she says it when she's doing the Wonder Woman stuff. But it definitely was jarring to be like, she doesn't know that. Uh, we we do get, through through all of these, we also get intercut 
Dom and Algy playing Dom's video game. Yes. And Algy flattering Dom. Really kind of laying it on thick that like, you're so talented. I can't believe your dad doesn't appreciate how talented you are. Yeah. And I'm your new daddy. And he's also saying stuff like, oh, this is real clever. I know a bunch of shortcuts to make this easier. Yeah. So again, this idea that video games are anti-hard work. Because you know, it's so easy to make a video game. It's not like hard and complicated like basketball. And Algy kind of goads Dom into upgrading his own characters and everyone else and kind of creating a super team. Yes. This is the stealing talent scene from the first one. Yeah. This is Basketball Jones, but not good. Yeah. But Basketball what, Jones. What happens in the original is the aliens use a basketball to suck their basketball talents out and then they don't know how to play basketball anymore. And we get this really funny sequence. We get like this funny, like them failing. I won't go out with Madonna anymore. I mean, that's even later. Like first they steal the talent and then we come back to them later and it's, and it's their lives broken. Yeah. Like they're getting medical evaluations and like Charles Barkley praying. Cause one thing I, I, I do have to bring up that I've always thought was weird the, their lack of talent is so bad that they're afraid that it's a virus and they shut down the NBA in the original one. What was the first sport that got shut down with coronavirus? <laughs> the NBA. What? That's right. Space Jam was prolific. <laughs> um, was prolific? Yeah. Prolific means it wrote a lot. It saw the future. It, it, it was prolific. Press the digitation. <laughs> it was precognizant. Yes! It was, it was the, the things from Minority Report. In this one, Dom, like, takes a picture with his phone. Yeah. And in doing that is enough to know everything about this person as a player and mix him with a spider. Because <laughs> it's a, like, he has a scan, like... His phone app scans them. Yeah. And then mixes them with, like, whatever. But, like... Like, a snake. Or, you know, water. Or a clock. But, like, there's this weird attachment to the phone. Because Warner Brothers don't know that phones have cameras already. (laughs) Like, what is happening in this movie? Well, I thought that was, like, the scanner. Because he has, like, a special scanner. Yeah, but phones can already do this. I don't know. <laughs> so, oh, oh, every time I look over my notes, I'm like, oh, yeah, then that happens. We see them, like, trying to learn basketball, the uh, Looney Tunes. Because they've never done this before. Because apparently they've never done this before. Uh, it's really loony and, ooh, ooh, LeBron doesn't like that. Granny scores and says, game, blouses. Did they just reference Chappelle show? I thought it was referencing like shirts and skins. Yes, exactly. But that joke is made in an episode of Chappelle show where Charlie Murphy plays Prince in basketball. And Charlie Murphy says, how about it shirts versus blouses? And Prince crushes him and goes, game, blouses 
Oh my gosh. So yes, probably. Like I, it's everything else in this is a reference. So this is probably a reference. That just feels stolen. It just feels like a stolen joke. Yeah. It's because there's not enough in it to be like, oh, they're referencing Chappelle show. It's just, they took that joke and were like, this works in our terrible movie. (sighs) Then we go back to the real world for the first time in at least 40 minutes where not Wayne Knight (laughs) is looking for LeBron James as is LeBron James' wife. But then his phone lights up because LeBron has tweeted. Yes. About this game. Yes. That's going to go on. Father versus son in cyberspace. In the server verse. <sighs> like, there's a lot of time. Anytime that there's like a weird cut, we took a break so I could take a breath. <laughs> Just so you guys know, I'm not doing well. So, uh,. They get to the arena, I guess, the wherever they're playing, and yes. immediately Algae Rhythm makes them 3D. Yes. And the Looney Tunes scream. Like it's body horror. Like, no! Like, this is David Lynchian. <laughs> like, imagine a situation where your body is being stretched across time. That's what's happening to them. They're being turned from 2D to 3D. They're being stretched across the dimension they were unaware of momentarily ago. Ah! (laughs) Also, a bunch of other cartoon properties show up. For the audience, we see the Flintstones, we see the the Gremlins. They're all 3D and they don't scream. Uh, Jabberjaw. Jabberjaw, the Iron Giant. Uh, and LeBron's family gets sucked in because when you click on the live stream link, you get sucked in. Yes. So don't click weird links on the don't, internet, don't kids. Don't click weird links on the internet. The only real lesson this movie teaches. Uh, so then it turns out that the stakes have been changed. And if Algae Rhythm wins... Not only LeBron, but everyone is stuck there forever. Will be stuck there forever, and the Looney Tunes will be deleted. But if LeBron wins, everything's fine. They can leave. I don't know why. Why is he making this deal? So then Dom's team comes out, and I, I gotta look up the names of these players. Please do. Oh, and they're called the Goon Squad. Yes. Uh, the Brow. Uh, with prehensile bald eagle-like wings instead of arms. Kronos. A gold robotic Goon Squad member and avatar of Damien Lillard who can manipulate time. Um, Wetfire. An elemental member of the Goon Squad with aquakinetic and pyrokinetic f- abilities in his two respective forms, similar to Hydro Man and the Human Torch. Yeah. Um, Arachnaka, uh, a red and black member of the Goon Squad, uh, with a spider-like appearance and abilities. White Mamba, uh, an avatar of Diana Taurasi. So they're all kind of based on these players. I just don't know these players yeah. as well. And... Th- 
when I was young and watching the original uh, Space Jam, I didn't know who the players were that they had their talent stolen when I started the film. I did by the end yeah. because they let them be characters. I, and I will say, this was, you know, the 90s. This was circa, like, the dream team. Yeah. So I actually, despite not knowing a lot about sports as a youth in 1996, I knew at least who most of those players were. I knew the short guy. Uh, yes. Hmm? Yes. Uh, I knew Charles Barkley. Mm-hmm. I knew Patrick Ewing. Yeah. Like, I knew who they all were. Mm-hmm. Even if I didn't know a lot about them, like, I couldn't have told you what teams they played for. Yeah, it's almost like players in today's NBA can't be stars because LeBron James will not allow them to be. (laughs) I'm surprised that he let people be in this movie. (laughs) So, we, we get the first half of the game. And this is one of those things that, like, kind of defies us describing it because it's a lot of sight gags. Like, yeah. all you really need to know is that the tunes are getting trounced. The scoring is completely, like, off the wall because they're yeah. style points. It's based on style points. and LeBron, Because it's about video games. And LeBron's like, well, then this isn't real basketball. And kind of crosses his arms and refuses to try to win. Because the integrity of the sport of basketball is more important to LeBron James than his family and half of humanity. Guys, why would we cheer for LeBron James? He's an asshole. I also have to talk about this one scene where LeBron tries to tell his son to stop playing for the goon squad. Yeah. Because of everything that's at stake. Yes. And Algie Rhythm comes up and holds Dom's ears and says, don't use words like that around... The boy? Words like deleted or kidnapped? Yeah, he throws around a lot of loaded words that no one has said. LeBron James did not say that, which tells me they could not get a good take of whatever this line was supposed to be. And it also tells me LeBron James and uh, uh, Don Cheadle are never in the same room. I'd be surprised if they were in the same zip code. (laughs) So he's like, oh, I can't believe you said kidnapped. And he never says that word. Um, To the editor of this film, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Uh, We can also tell who is supposed to be the good guys by who's in the audience behind them. Uh, That's where you see like Jabberjaw and the Flintstones behind the good guys. Uh, Behind the goon squad, you see Pennywise for kids. (laughs) The nun. You see the nun? You see the gang from A Clockwork Orange. (laughs) And in my favorite, you see specifically 1997 Batman and Robin, Mr. Freeze, but only in that one scene where he's in the refrigeration factory wearing a bathrobe and slippies. Yeah, where, where Mr. Freeze is wearing a robe that would make him warmer. I, I, well, I think it's for decency's sake. It's because it's like a short robe. It's not like a long. Still, oh, I have Back to the Future, yay, in my notes. So Back to the Future clearly appears. There's a moment where I see Back to the Future and I get happy. 
Um, at one point, someone just yells, winning. Oh, yeah. Who is this movie for? It's it, like the... We're not in the time that that is for. <laughs> so we get to halftime and the tunes are getting crushed. That's a Charlie Sheen reference winning, by the way, in case you weren't aware. So we get to halftime, and Sylvester announces that he found Michael Jordan in the audience. And they do this big build-up. We found Michael Jordan. His airness. All this. All this. Yeah, the the Michael Jordan music plays. And then it's Michael B. Jordan, Mm -hmm. who, let's be honest, I'd be more excited to see. Oh, yeah. He's Creed. Yeah, he's Killmonger, which they don't own, so I guess they're not. Yeah, super so he's into... just a guy. <laughs> yeah, they don't they don't allude to any of his acting roles because I guess they don't own any they of those franchises. Uh, but <laughs> it's probably the best joke in the film, because but it's also the most heartbreaking because you're like, oh, maybe they're gonna fix this film. No, okay. <laughs> Yeah, there's like three things you could possibly be... Or that Michael B. Jordan is going to pull in the Bill Murray role. Because mm-hmm. that role's missing. Yeah, there is no Bill Murray role. And like, the last time we watched Space Jam as adults, you and I were really floored by how little of a reason there is for Bill Murray's character and how great that makes it. Yes. But you need it to be a Bill Murray. T- like, you need it to be someone who is just... Famous for themselves. Yeah. Like a Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart was the first person I thought of too, actually. Yeah, like it would need... I'm trying to think of other like modern, like other contemporary, like that's your... Paul Rudd. Nobody ever asks why Paul Rudd is anywhere. Yeah. Jim Carrey. Yeah, like... like, oh, oh, Jim Carrey. All right. I, I like the idea of Paul Rudd because... Like Bill Murray, there's definitely this element of nobody ever asks why Paul Rudd is anywhere. You just accept it. You're yeah. like, oh, Paul Rudd's here. Oh, Paul Rudd's here. But Maybe the, Will Ferrell. The, the problem is, no, it should be Bill Hader. It should be Bill Hader improving LeBron James' character. Because here's the thing. We had a Bill Murray role because in the plot of Space Jam, uh, Michael Jordan goes golfing with his friend Bill Murray and Larry Bird. It is implausible to imagine LeBron James with friends. And thus, they couldn't even write it into this film. It is more believable that he is sucked into a computer and plays basketball with Looney Tunes than it is for him to have a human connection with another person. Jesus. I didn't like this movie. (laughs) So, they have a halftime pep talk, and... The, the, no, they don't. They're just sad. There is no pep in this room. Oh, they kind of end up with like, well, we have nothing to lose, so it's time to be loony. Yes. Let's be loony. It's time to try to be loony. Uh, and Then I have two more notes. When they all re-enter for the second half of the game, the Animaniacs are on top of the spaceship. Yay! It's exciting. (laughs) And the spaceship is clearly reminiscent of the very end of the first Space Jam. When the spaceship lands, it rolls out and Michael Jordan walks down onto the field and it's a huge deal. And everyone's like, oh, it's Michael Jordan! And they think it's like part of it. because Mm -hmm. It's Michael Jordan, he can get away with that. He's got entrance money. Yeah. He's got wrestling entrance in a baseball game money. Just out of curiosity... Do you remember when Michael Jordan came back? No, because I didn't care about sports that much. When Michael Jordan came back, 
it was like a wrestling return. Like, there was rumors that Michael Jordan was going to come back. And then at the game, the Chicago Bulls entered with a man in a black cloak with his face covered. And it was Vince McMahon. And it was Vince McMahon. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> but like the fact that the NBA did that, where it was like, ooh, is it going to be Michael Jordan? It's, it's such a wrestling Oh, it move. really is. <laughs> I remember seeing that as a child going, really? <laughs> we all know it's going to be Michael Jordan. It was in the news. Well, then we get the rap battle. Well, before the rap battle. Okay. Uh, th- this this is the the cherry on top of the shitty acting of LeBron James. Everyone comes out and is loony, and they all strike what is clearly supposed to be a loony pose. Oh yeah! And clearly, LeBron James is given the acting direction: make a silly face. He smiles with no teeth. And, like, moves his head forward. Like, he couldn't even stick his tongue out. <laughs> yeah, he's not making, like, a fun, cute, like, bah, face. Like, his, his, like, it reads more as annoyed. Well, think about it. If, think of what face you hear, you, think of what face you imagine when I say, bah. Yeah. Now, think of the face you hear when you hear, oh, I swallowed it. Yeah, yeah. Imagine the face you make when... The waiter brings the wrong soup for the third time. <laughs> like, really? Like, that that's the face he makes. It's not loony. I don't think he's ever seen a loony tune. No. <laughs> uh, so, it, this becomes like a sequence of just lunacy. Uh, there's a rap battle... Yes. Uh, where Porky Pig rap battles uh, <laughs> algae rhythm. rhythm. Uh, Porky Pig drops some bars and is declared the winner, and algae rhythm does not get a retort. Yeah. That's not how rap battles work. I know that's nitpicking, <laughs> but still. Uh, another little thing I wanted to bring up here, because it is. Uh, <laughs> Something special to me. Uh, Wildy e. Coyote makes a machine that duplicates the basketball. Yeah. And he throws the basketball in it and they all just shoot into the... Yeah, because it's like a joke you used to have. Uh, and yeah, <laughs> yeah, I used to do that joke. Uh, Wildy e. Coyote accidentally ends up in the machine. Yeah. And then he's holding the ball and goes through the hoop. Yeah. This is a reference to a Super Nintendo game called... Looney Tunes B-Ball. Oh. Where you could play before Space Jam uh, as these two on two Looney Tunes basketball games. And I always played as Sylvester and Wildy e. Coyote. And Wildy e. Coyote's dunks were all him like screwing up and getting hurt. Yeah, because they were all him going through the net too. Yeah, he would go through the net. He would smash into the backboard. Because like Wildy e. Coyote was not good at stuff. Yeah. So the fact that they included that was like, oh my god, somebody loved this movie. Because that is such a, like, hidden deep cut reference. And as soon as I saw it, like, because it's the exact animation. Yeah. I was like, to pull that out, 
to put so much care in this moment that it will affect 2% of the audience and so little care in anything else is so confusing. Well, think about it. People love the Looney Tunes. Because I think about, like, say I got hired to work on a Muppets project. What if it was the crappiest Muppets project? I'd still be really happy to be there. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, we then get to the climax of the movie of, uh, the, they, they turned around and now the Toon Squad is losing by one. Yes. They just need to get one more point. And, uh, they realize, and during this LeBron and his son have a heart to heart, but it's not important because you don't care about it. No, you don't care about it. But Dom, uh, forgives LeBron and is like, it's okay, Dad. And then he goes and plays for the Bugs Bunny team. Yeah. And Algy Rhythm superpowers himself and replaces Dom on the Goon Squad. Yes. And Algy Rhythm's basically doing this thing where he can put time back on the clock. Like, it's it's become an unwinnable situation. Yeah. So then they remember that move that LeBron did, that complicated crossover dribble, take a step backwards, shoot move. Yeah, they glitched out and deleted the characters in this game. It's like, well, if we do that, it'll break the game and we'll be free. But the person who does it will be deleted. Yep. And LeBron says, I'll do it. And Bugs Bunny is like, I ain't letting that happen. Bugs Bunny steals the ball from LeBron James. Which is incredible. Yeah. (laughs) Like... Bugs Bunny stole the ball from LeBron James. Just sounds great off the tongue. He does the move. The complicated move of crossover dribble, take a step backwards and shoot. And glitches everything out. It goes in the basket. They win the game. Everything falls apart. Everything zooms away. Everyone is freed. Yeah. There's joy across the serververse. But during this, uh, Lola, who has done pretty much nothing... Becomes the damsel. She's like, no, no Bugs. I love him. And he went. she went from doing Amazon trials to crying over Bugs' body real quick. And they all gather around and they're like, oh, Bugs. And Bugs is like, ah, that's all, folks. And then Bugs Bunny dies. Wouldn't that have meant something? If they had included a plot point where Bugs was in the wrong and being selfish for trying to get his family back together at the expense of LeBron James. Thus, his sacrifice is, like, merited because he's got red in his ledger. Yeah. No. He just dies. So LeBron gets what he wants, so he leaves. Yeah. Yeah. And Bugs might be dead. No, he's dead. He's dead. He dies. And uh, he takes his son to what he thinks is basketball camp. What the son thinks is basketball camp. But it turns out it's the E3 camp. He's learned that Dom should get to do him. Because the last time he did, he created a video game that trapped half the world's population inside of a computer. And... LeBron goes, do you want me to hold the basketball for you so you can go do that? And Tom goes, no, I'm going to take the basketball with me. 
So to, people know I'm LeBron James' son. I was like, why? <laughs> I, I guess it's to be like, hey, my dad's LeBron James. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I guess that makes sense. I wouldn't have believed you, but you are holding a basketball. <laughs> Only the son of LeBron James could do that. I also love that through all of this video game design is treated like, I don't know, the way some parents treat acting. Like it's... like. Video game design is treated how most parents treat influencer yeah. as a career. Game design can be pretty lucrative. Absolutely. Especially if you are going to start out with every advantage by being LeBron James's yeah. kid, where you're going to get the best school, the best internship. No. Le- Le- no. See, video games, they're, they're a waste of time. There's no money in it. You need a secure job. Like professional basketball. Right? There's nothing says security like professional basketball. It's like we're at the end of this movie. And before we go to the big twist at the end of this, are video games bad? According to me or according to this movie? According to this movie, is the message that video games are bad or good? Up until the last scene, I would have said the argument is that video games are bad. Yeah. But then it's okay if Dom goes and designs video games. Okay. Is basketball good? I don't think so. (laughs) According to this movie, basketball is not portrayed particularly well. Both of them were nearly responsible in the death of humanity. Well, yeah. So that's, that's a strike against both of them. But in the end, I think both these people just kind of suck. <laughs> and I I wish that they would have all just gone away. Uh, then, get ready. It's about to blow your damn mind. Remember when Bugs Bunny died? Yeah. He's not dead. What? He's just back for some reason. And he's in the real world. You know, the thing Algorithm couldn't do. Yeah. Escape into the real world. Yeah. Bugs Bunny has done it. And he's back to being a 2D cartoon. Yeah. Nothing mattered. (laughs) Nothing mattered. You good? No. I there's there's such a part of me that just wishes this was the movie that killed Bugs Bunny. Oh my god. Like and I love Bugs Bunny, don't get me wrong. But if they killed Bugs Bunny, this movie would have had something interesting in it. Yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't. Ah. <sighs> Anything you want to add? (laughs) Uh, No. I mean, there's a couple little fun trivia things that I found about, like, uh, they had to negotiate for Yosemite Sam to have guns. Oh, really? And Pepe Le Pew was cut because this was right after, like, Me Too. Oh, yes, yes. I know that (laughs) Pepe Le Pew got canceled. I know that. Um, Yeah, it's really... Uh, It's interesting that they had to debate for uh, Yosemite Sam to have guns when in the first one uh, 
uh, Yosemite Sam and Elmer Fudd do a Pulp Fiction parody. Yeah. And shoot out a character's teeth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well. The. There, there were some other potential sequels that they were considering making. There was a Spy Jam with Jackie Chan. I'd be all about Spy Jam. Race Jam with Jeff Gordon. Oh, I thought that was going to be like about hate crimes. And Skate Jam with Tony Hawk. That is a great idea. Uh, so Skate Jam was actually like going to happen if Back in Action made money. Really? And then Back in Action didn't make money. This is a thing that I know I've said before, but I will say it again. Looney Tunes Back in Action is a great movie. Yeah. It is. It was written as the anti-Space Jam. It was the movie that was supposed to bring the Looney Tunes back because of the damage Space Jam had done to the brand. And they do a great job of it. Which is funny because, like, Space Jam was a hit. And I'm, I'm going to ruin it for you, but... Well, like, it was... The thing about Space Jam is... The original Space Jam was a weird curio that should have never been a hit. Oh, yeah. That happened to be a hit. This movie is clearly something they fully expect to be a hit and is a pile of garbage. Oh, yeah. But in one of my favorite movie moments in cinema... Uh, the bad guy in Back in Action, I believe, is Steve Martin. Okay. Uh, unless I'm getting Rocky and Bullwinkle crossed in my brain. But I'm pretty sure it's Steve Martin. Uh, it is Steve Martin? Yes. And he's trying to, like, destroy the tunes. And it turns out, like, it's a disguise. And he unzips himself to reveal that he's Michael Jordan. What? <laughs> Oh, I was going to watch that. And they're like, what? And he's like, let's run some drills. Oh, that's <laughs> wild. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, the the thing about Looney Tunes is they knew that Space Jam was damaging because they were just like, they were becoming secondary characters in their own story. Yeah. Because they couldn't keep up because it was Michael Jordan. Now, to do it again... Like, we made fun of the fact that Casablanca was in this. Right. Because, like, do kids really care about Casablanca? Do kids really care about Looney Tunes? You know, I'm not sure. Because I know they've been trying to bring the Looney Tunes back. But they're definitely not on the level of characters like SpongeBob. Mm-hmm. or And they don't have the... Like, Mickey Mouse is a character they've done a lot to try to bring Mickey Mouse back. Yeah. But Mickey Mouse is also just a symbol and an emblem. Yeah. In a way that uh, Bugs Bunny really hasn't been outside of, like, Six Flags. Like, it's it's weird because we don't watch a lot of TV. Stay with me. (laughs) Gang. We don't watch a lot of current TV. We don't have cable. (laughs) So we don't just, like, have the TV on. Unless we're on tour. Yeah. And when we're on tour, we pretty much exclusively watch Cartoon Network. And Food Network. That's <laughs> it. We watch Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. Yeah. We're getting ready to roll out when we're rolling out. But we watch a lot of Cartoon Network. And I know that there's a Looney Tunes show on Cartoon Network with these characters. They look a little different. Yeah. 
but like they're more of the like current art style. Yes. However, I've never seen that show. No, we seem to see gum not gumball. We see gumball. Total we, drama daycare. Total drama. We see uh, Teen Titans Go, and then there's that weird Hanna Barbera show. Yes. That has like Huckleberry Hound and uh, Snidely Whiplash and like all those characters. The idea that Huckleberry Hound is more known to children today than Bugs Bunny. That is weird. So weird. So to me, like, you can't make this work because... No one's going for Looney Tunes and getting Michael Jordan. Like, or, like the last time I was like, I want to see a Looney Tunes thing, so Michael Jordan's there. I didn't care about basketball. I knew who Michael Jordan was, but fine. Like, everyone seeing this is going for LeBron James. Yeah. Not because, oh, Bugs is back. They never spend the time to establish who the Looney Tunes are. That's true. They really expect you... To know who they are and know what their roles are. And just care. Like, they they do a small thing where it's like Roadrunner gets chased by the wild, wild E. Coyote. Yeah. And they do, like, a small thing where, like, Sylvester spits out Tweety. But, like, you, Tweety never does anything in this. And, like, if Bugs is... Mickey Mouse, Tweety was Warner Brothers' Tinkerbell. Like, Tweety used to be on everything. And, like, they saw no value in this character anymore. Other than, we better put it in or people will be upset. Yeah. Like, they... This is one of the most disrespectful movies I've ever seen. It's taking... A beloved franchise that they know doesn't have value and just painting it up to try to resemble a thing you might have used to like. Yeah. And it's gross. And a lot of franchises have managed to pull the same trick more successfully, like Wreck-It Ralph with the Disney princesses. Yeah. Detective Pikachu with Pokemon in general. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, they've managed to do those kinds of things more successfully where it did serve the story and nothing here serves the story. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, as a little kid, you'd want to see Pennywise. Because I'm assuming that Pennywise is probably really scary to little kids currently. Yeah. The way that like any contemporary well-known horror movie character. Mm-hmm. like The Nun... Yeah, like why would it why would you put them in the background of a kids movie? Cuz I know like as an anxious little kid, I would have seen them and it would have ruined my day. Pennywise's thing is that he pops up in things. Yeah. That only children can see. <laughs> like, yeah, I would have it would have ruined my day. As, yeah. an, as like an anxious little kid, ruined my whole day. This movie is it is a parody of a cash cow. Like, 
this movie seems to be written in a way where people were just like, then just now just do this. Just just throw this in. People like it when this is around. They like nostalgia. So throw the Jetsons in in the background. There's no heart in this film. And again, I think there was one at some point. But I don't think the Looney Tunes could get their performances out because most of their scenes were with LeBron James. Yeah. Yeah. It... So what's your verdict, Noah? This is a stay doomed for me. It's a stay doomed for me, too. Like, there's a point where I visibly stopped taking notes. Cause I just, I, and I've never done that. Yeah. Because I was just so disgusted and just... I was so... Sometimes with what we do here, there's a feeling of duty of like, I owe it to this project to, you know, see it through. Or there's a feeling of glee... Mm-hmm. Of, like, Diana was such a garbage fire. I, I was enjoying ripping it to shreds. Or there's love. Like, sometimes we've found love in the unlovable. Mm-hmm. Like, we liked the Happy Time murders. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about the Razzie movies in particular. Yeah. But this, I was like, I don't care about this because they didn't care about this. Yeah. So I, this is a hard stay doomed for me. Like, I understand it's a kid's movie. So there was never a time where I was like... What if LeBron doesn't win the big game? But because it's a kid's movie, it's not about will they or won't they. It's about how they. Yeah. And it just seemed to me that they were like, let the animators figure it out. Yeah. It's just, yeah. like We'll have the Looney Tunes do something loony and it'll be fine. Yeah. And there's just no soul in it at all. It sets up that like, oh, you know, Lola Bunny's a bad, like... She's a badass, and then all she does in the second half of the movie is scream and cry over bugs. Yeah. It's it's damaging to all of these characters, because, like, there, there are kids now that this is their only experience with the Looney Tunes. Yeah. And that's a bummer. Uh, so I now have to ask this question to you. Yeah? Better or worse than Diana? Worse. I was really thinking I was going to vote Diana Worst Picture. Not anymore. Diana, there is... There are mom- there are flashes of Diana that are just so much fun. Yeah. James Hewitt. Like, there's flashes that are just enough fun that I'm like, yeah, I'm yeah, into this. But, yeah, I'm, I'm... Right now, if I had to vote today, I'm definitely voting Space Jam as Worst Picture and LeBron James as Worst Actor. Absolutely. Ah, uh, so before we we go, uh, we realized that with uh, Razzie Month, Razzie Month, Razzie Month, we are going to have a uh, a big stretch where we won't have a chance to do a vote for the patrons. So after Razzie Month, we're going to do two patron votes back to back. Okay, we're going to do a shorty and a longie. And before we do the longie, we're going to vote on the shorty. So here are your choices. For the four things that are short uh, that you can make us watch. Uh, And the way it works is we'll throw this up on Twitter. And the top two will go to our Patreon. And the Patreon will vote out the top two what we will recover. Here we go. It's a bunch of weird stuff. 
Yeah. Uh, one. You love it. We kind of promised it and then it didn't happen because we hated it so much. If you want us to actually do the time-traveling Pong, this is the only way we will ever do it, is if it wins the Patreon poll right now. It is a three-episode Comedy Central disaster. That we still couldn't get through. That we watched one episode of and canceled the episode. So if you really want it, vote for it. Almost canceled the whole streaming service. Uh, If It's another thing that we uh, also kind of promised, and that's Dear Evan Hansen. I know it's not a show, and it didn't get nominated, but it should have. We could extend Razzie Month by one more episode if you want us to cover Dear Evan Hansen. Number three, this is something that recently just kind of popped up on YouTube that had been lost to time for quite some time, and that's 2008's YouTube Live. Yes. If you'd like us to cover YouTube Live... I vote for that one. And number four, don't know what it is, but our, our plan is to find the oldest pilot we can. We don't know what it'll be yet, but you guys like it when we do weird old stuff. So we'll try to find the oldest pilot that did not become a series. So your choices once again are Time Traveling Bong, Dear Evan Hansen, YouTube Live, or the oldest pilot we can find. This is probably the hardest poll we've ever created. <laughs> yeah. Vote now on our Twitter. What are we watching next week? Uh, we are watching Infinite. Infinite, which you can find on Paramount Plus, starring Marky Mark. And a funky bunch. <laughs> and where can people find us? You can email us at thestaydoomedshow at gmail.com or on Facebook and Twitter at staydoomed. And if you want to send me your favorite Warner Brothers cartoon, I'm at plus2comedy. If you are excited to see the nerd lux, even just for a second, I'm at Bean Bunny Lives. Until next time, stay doomed.